Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been a film critic for 20 years now, and you can read all of my written work at that website, Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can also go there to find my contact information as well as get links to my Facebook page and my Twitter feed. Today I'm going to be looking at Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. It's a comedy slash drama slash war film. It's rated R because of pervasive language, some sexual content, drug use, and violent war images, and it runs an hour and 52 minutes. The main star is Tina Fey, and it also features supporting roles for Margot Robbie, Martin Freeman, Alfred Molina, Christopher Abbott, and Billy Bob Thornton. The directors are the team of Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, and the screenplay is by Robert Carlock. In the film, Tina Fey stars as Kim Baker. She's a journalist stuck in her life rut while working in television news as a copy editor in New York City. Kim ends up taking on an assignment to cover the war in Afghanistan as a reporter beginning in 2003. Now, what had initially been intended as a three-month gig ends up being much longer, much to the chagrin of her boyfriend back home. We immediately know she's there for much longer than three months because the film has a prologue in which we see her in the year 2006, and then we jump backward to the beginning of her time there. In Kabul, as they lovingly refer to there as the Kabubble from the journalists who are stuck there, she's immediately a fish out of water. She has to deal with many of the macho men who are surrounding her in the Marine Corps. There's a lot of violence that seemingly erupts out of nowhere around her, and there's really none of the amenities that she'd been accustomed to back home. Now, while she's there, Kim's immediately taken in by her pool of fellow war correspondents and their entourage of photographers and bodyguards and other civilians. They all end up blowing off considerable amount of steam in the evenings from all of the tension that they experience during the daytime, where it's still as dog-eat-dog in the journalism industry as they chase down news stories as they would as if they had been back home. Now, the film's title is kind of provocative. It's Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, and if you know your NATO phonetic alphabet that's widely used by the U.S. military, you know that Whiskey Tango Foxtrot just means WTF, which is kind of the tongue-in-cheek slangy attitude that this film espouses. It's adapted by the former showrunner for Tina Fey's TV show 30 Rock, Robert Carlock, and he's adapting it from the 2011 memoir called The Taliban Shuffle, Strange Days in Afghanistan and Pakistan by former Chicago Tribune reporter Kim Barker. Now, you'll notice here that I said Kim Barker and not Kim Baker because they changed her name slightly for the purpose of this movie because, you know, with the amount of fictional liberties that are taken with her character and with her story, I guess they feel that it wouldn't be right to depict her as the actual reporter anymore. This is directed by the team of Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. If you know their films before, you know they just last year directed the film that's featuring Margot Robbie in a lead role called Focus. That's the film she did with Will Smith. Before that, they did a film that a lot of people seem to like. I wasn't really enamored with it called Crazy Stupid Love, and they also broke through before that with a film called I Love You, Philip Morris, which also has its share of fans. WTF as a film, it feels conflicted as a movie because it's stuck somewhere between being, on the one hand, a satire, which explores the nature of war's own journalism and specifically maybe being a woman in such a medium, and also, on the other hand, trying to be a very 
conventional formula film. It has a mix of antics that you usually find in more conventional films like workplace comedies and rom-coms and sitcoms like the one that Tina Fey is born from. Uh, it often seems like it has something profound to say underneath it all, but there, there's something about the way that it's made in which the filmmakers seem like they're too unsure in terms of their tone in order to ultimately shed the shackles of employing Hollywood tried and true tropes. And they're really nervous about potentially losing the crowd-pleasing appeal of the movie. Either way that you wish that it would go, one way or the other, it can cause a little bit of frustration, mostly because there's this non-committal nature. It often stagnates between exactly which audience they wish to play to. Sometimes it feels like they're playing to both types of audiences at once, the ones who want a good juicy satire and the others that just want to have some good laughs and fun. And unfortunately, it seems kind of watered down either way you want to look at it. Now, much of the Loose Hanging Films runtime deals with the off-screen life of these civilian journalists. They're coping with the day-to-day living in a pretty crazy, often surreal, and somewhat lonely place. They rely on whatever happiness that they can find. Within the comforts of each other, they end up drinking excessively. They end up carousing into the wee hours of morning together, mostly because it's kind of lonely. I guess misery loves company. And so being very miserable there, they are going to explore each other's company often. Now, in between some of the more obvious attempts to grab for laughs, which I do think represent the film's worst indulgences, there are some interesting observations in the mix. One involves the notion that people who find themselves in the theater of war often develop an addiction to it. There's this kind of adrenalized high that the people there, whether they're soldiers or journalists or other people who are caught in the mix, they feel this high while they're in danger, and that that kind of adrenaline rush that they get is very akin to shooting heroin or some other narcotic substance directly into their veins on a daily basis. So they, they really start to get to the point where they don't know if they can live without it. Now, there's other little observations here and there that involve the use of subtitles because it tells us what the Afghan people are saying that the English-speaking characters are clueless about. Oftentimes, the subtitles are used to evoke laughs for us in the audience at the expense of the ignorance of our protagonists. And, you know, some of the cheaper gags are found within those subtitles. Now, there's also a lot of emphasis on the dancing and the partying and the carousing. They're usually partying to hip-hop anthems like Jump Around and Scenario. And partially those scenes are to show the need for that blowing off of steam, as I mentioned before, among the living amidst all of the death that surrounds them daily. But it's also partially there for the filmmaking purposes to break the spell of the seriousness of the storytelling that occasionally does creep into this film that really wants to be a comedy but it's not quite 100% there. Although the film is mostly shot in the deserts of New Mexico, the locale work, which is supposed to feel like it's actually filmed in Afghanistan, seems real enough when it depicts the hustle and bustle of a downtown Kabul and those scenes of skirmishes in the more rural areas as well. Now, there are some curious casting choices here that often reminds us in the audience that we're actually watching a movie and it does break the illusion that I think would have been better served within the confines of this war film. Now, Christopher Abbott is playing Baker's conscientious interpreter slash driver slash guide. We also get Alfred Molina, who plays a lusty local Afghan bureaucrat. They're fine actors, both of them, but as locals, their inauthentic accents and their fake beards look like they're glued on. It doesn't really help give the film that realism that I think that the movie really needs in order to kind of 
grip us and to make us feel like we're in the middle of the actual Afghan war. Margot Robbie, who's playing a, a kind of a frenemy journalist here, a Billy Bob Thornton, who's the hard-nosed general with a little bit of a soft spot. He's the general in command there. And Martin Freeman, who is playing a Scottish photojournalist. He's kind of a jerk, but he, he really wants to be the love interest of Tina Fey within the course of the film. Those actors do manage to acquit themselves pretty well in roles that feel like they're more tailored to their respective strengths and personalities. Martin Freeman does stand out and because he eventually becomes a reluctant component in... I guess the closest thing that Whiskey Tango Foxtrot has to a conventional plot and that conventional climax that it engages in, it kind of complicates the tone of the film because it seemed like it was finally finding something akin to a groove and it ultimately ends up getting caught in the rut of being deliberately defined in the end and I think it doesn't really work well and it feels kind of tacked on and and kind of unsatisfying in a way. Now, while Whiskey Tango Foxtrot does occasionally stumble into moments of interest and introspection, ultimately, I do think that it's a little too scattershot in its approach and a little too mixed in its tone to earn an unqualified recommendation. Although it does star a popular comedic talent in Tina Fey, the film does mostly hit its stride when it isn't deliberately playing for laughs, primarily because... Those are the poignant moments that ring with the most truth. When it actually takes the time to be quiet and to be serious, that's when it actually begins to be a little bit more compelling. When it actually breaks the spell of those important scenes with some very contrived gags, it takes you out of the moment because the comedy, by and large, it feels a little too born from the sitcom world that Tina Fey and Robert Carlock are from to jive with the more sober reality of the very depressing nature of the world that surrounds Kim and all of the other journalists in this war-torn land. Now, on a more positive note, I think that Tina Fey does show some good dramatic chops when the situation asks for it. It's not really award-worthy, but it does show that Tina Fey does have some promising range. She can play serious when she needs to be. Now, as far as the film goes, it's not always an assured piece, but there are still enough moments to be found within this somewhat unbalanced comedy to make it worthwhile for those who are interested in a peek behind the scenes of modern-day war correspondence. Now, despite the marketing, which would have you believe that this is a hilarious Tina Fey romp, the contrived moments of humor don't land the way that they should. So if you come into Whiskey Tango Foxtrot not expecting the kind of witty merriment that you would get on the level of, say, 30 Rock, you might come away finding that this somewhat scattershot movie ultimately yields enough rewards when it dons its more fitting suit as a reflective and cynical satire in the realm of another film featuring a comedian in the realm of being a broadcaster within the world of war, Good Morning Vietnam. So if you like Good Morning Vietnam, I don't think this film is as good as that one, but it does occasionally hit the same notes. So I think that you might get a kick out of this one. I'm going to give Whiskey Tango Foxtrot three stars out of four. And three stars on my scale means that it is a film that is recommended with some reservations, primarily to those people who are Tina Fey fans and want to see her branch out a little bit more from her typical comedies. And for people who are interested in the subject matter of the Afghan war and of journalists in war and of female journalists in particular. Three stars out of four goes to Whiskey Tango Foxtrot.
Thanks everyone for listening. I do hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button and you'll get all of my film reviews downloaded to your podcast player. Also, if you want to support the show, I do encourage you to leave a review of the show on iTunes. That's the best way that you can let other people know that this is a podcast worth checking out in the vast sea of podcasts out there. If you do end up seeing Whiskey Tango Faxtrad, I do want to know what you think. You can write to me, and you can find all of my contact information at my website, quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. 